they're talking about different sponsors and he's like well you know they didn't they didn't respond to me and i'm me and it's like okay you're basically saying that he's he's somebody it's like okay that's that's fine yeah you have a bigger page not that much bigger yeah people i think just Put too much stock in Instagram. Instagram's a cool tool because you can share your experiences, you can share your build, you can get off ideas off people. Do you mind coming up here? I wasn't planning on recording this, but then you start talking about stuff that's. Let's get the real scoops because it always seems like. Um, I think you're right. You know, it's just Instagram. It's fun to share pictures and. Mm -hmm Community's pretty receptive. I've noticed on Facebook groups, mm -hmm. um, I'll ask a question or you see people responding to questions and they're like, you're dumb, how come you don't know this? Mm -hmm. Go Google it, right? That's the yeah. general response on Facebook groups. Uh, and I'm probably oversimplifying and generalizing. Nonetheless, on Instagram, I find that people are like more apt to say, hey, this was my experience, and then they start DMing you, and then you actually get to know somebody uh, yeah. in a, a more personal way. And I, that's kind of the what I enjoy out of it, and that's what I found valuable from it so far is that actually get to connect with new people and whether or not they're my audience or not mm -hmm. it's definitely making connection with different people throughout the world more than it is a sales platform for me i i, I agree i agree and I, I think that's the the biggest and uh, probably the best part about instagram is, is the community um i you know i've been doing instagram for a while i've never had um real big pages or anything but i always found um that's really the reason I always came back and always started a social media account for whatever I was into at the time was that sense of community. Okay. Um, you know, with motorcycle racing along with, um, you know, uh, Overland, you have a very receptive community. And for the most part, you do end up with some people that have egos, but a lot of it's very just like, hey, we all enjoy this. Let's get along. Let's, you know, be a part of that community. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm also fairly into firearms and that community um is uh, is about as about stupid as it can get they're just constantly fighting each other um and it's like it's 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 all ego and all how how cool can i look and uh, one-upping each other right um, there's people on there that's not like that and those are the people i usually associate with as far as that community goes right um you know but people you know they do they make um it's even even sometimes with their with their builds it's all all kind of about them they want to be um uh, showy and you know trying to promote you know trying to grow an instagram there is there is a level of that of trying to put out good content and get engagement and stuff um but ultimately you know it's kind of what what's your end goal for that right. um you know for me it's like okay grow the page grow a community and and reach out and get to know people and it's been really great you know i i got to know a guy uh that's a follower of mine his his instagram is over underscore ram and uh he was a very nice guy uh, name's ryan these carly springs came from him he had oh. had them on his ram he wanted he had a long bed too he wanted a little bit extra clearance and so i think he went with some bds springs mm -hmm. and the guy uh offered uh anyways i bought them off him for 150 bucks um used and then he's like hey i got these bilstein shocks they're not like the best thing but since i really just need something um to get me through an interim period until I, I put on something bigger and I figure out exactly the kind of clearance and articulation I can get out of the RAM yeah. um, and get something custom made for me, these work. You know, it saved me $300 or, or whatever. Plus, you know, the springs um, were, you know, new springs are 300 bucks and 
Um, right. You know, and uh, they're nearly new. Yeah, I think he put 5,000 miles on them. He, he didn't put a lot. Yeah. And this is weird because I also thought the transition to YouTube. So I've kind mm -hmm. of backed off of my Instagram by about 90%. And uh, basically focusing that extra resource onto YouTube now um, has really given me uh, a clarity of what community I do find on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it seems that maybe it's just the genre or the niche that we're inside of, but people are, seem to be very receptive of, you know, uh, of overland content overall. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no, there's a lot less like flaming and just negativity around it, it seems like. Although there's one of you out there that still thumbs down every single video of mine. So as long as you're watching the whole thing, thank you very much. <laughs> right? That's right. That's um, right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good. And it, I think that has also um, become a place of positive discussion mm -hmm. on how to build. And I've also met people on there and uh, we've imparted knowledge to each other. And it's yeah. just been fun. So. Well, that's that, and that's an awesome thing. Uh, you, you, our YouTube have definitely not never really taken part in the community there, but um, for the most part, I think you find very similar uh, ideals as far as overlaying community on most platforms. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's the only I think the only real negativity I, I've mostly experienced is you know sometimes you'll have uh, I've had people basically not like fact that I have a Ram pickup truck and I'm going overlanding. <laughs> They're like, oh, those those can't do that. And I'm like, well, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah. I, I even had a guy be like, oh, well, uh, Hell, Hell's Revenge isn't that hard. Um, it's, 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 it's an easy trail. So no wonder you made it through there. It's like, well, okay. I, I don't know how easy it is getting a 20 foot long truck through Hell's Revenge. I found it challenging at spots. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I mean, from just from general knowledge it seems like uh, at least it's over a five on challenging yeah but uh, it's yeah and I know for me you know I did some trails in California that were I think a four and uh, Hell's Revenge is considered I think a six and uh, their ranking system out in Moab is definitely a bit different than you find most places <laughs> Our top of the world's a five and um, I wouldn't say it was not as necessarily risky as much as it's just constant crawling over boulders up ledges and yeah. um but it's fun so where do you think you're where do you think you'll go next what's your next uh big adventure next big adventure you know i, I don't really have that totally planned out yet um me and the wife have talked about going up into idaho and maybe into montana mm -hmm. um so that's probably it's probably where our, our next big adventure um i do want to get out to moab again this year but that's mm -hmm. purely for wheeling purposes yeah that's what i'm thinking more more idaho uh we'd also like to get out back into the ochico forest here in oregon um we that's kind of where we went our first trip and it's really gorgeous out there not really technical there's nothing really um challenging about it uh but it's a very pretty uh, relaxed way to travel and see the see the see the state yeah absolutely so for the type, you said you like moderately difficult trails. Mm -hmm. Do you think your truck is built up to handle those trails yet? Or do you think there's still more to do? In my opinion, there's always more to do. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I did Hell's Revenge in a, a stock Ram that had a two inch spacer in the front and the, and the rear was, I, all the thing I did is disconnect the sway bar. Right. Um, and it was, it was a rough ride. Um, you know, it wasn't as nice as this Carly kit. 
uh, definitely didn't articulate as well as this will. It did it and it did it just fine. I, you know, I want to get lockers and that's definitely uh, high on my list to get. Um, but a limited slip was able to get me through the only spot I got really cross flexed and was lifting wheels. And that's where that picture came from me smooshing a tire. Yeah. I was cl climbing that ledge and I was really flexed out. It's amazing what these trucks can do right out of the factory. How did you, and this is definitely for, uh, so I'm working on different series and mm -hmm. it's taken a lot of research and it's going to take a lot of effort to actually bring it to fruition. But I'm going through the steps of like how I got from the couch to being out in, in just amazing places because I feel like there's a big community out there who's, they bought this stuff, they watch their favorite producer or content creator and they're like, I can do this. But there's different levels of goals. So I think the people that we watch or like the adventure that you just went on mm -hmm. is more of like a, like once every six months kind of an adventure, right? And so, and it may not be that, they, that yeah. may not be the case for you, but in like normal finance worlds, I got to work mm -hmm. really hard to have one weekend of fun yeah. a month. And so, uh, you know, I may have a crazy truck, but it's not, it's not that I'm rich. It's that I just work really hard to have this much fun, like yeah. this much fun. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think there's a big disconnect of like how, how to get from the couch to awesome adventures. But it always really, I think, you know, it starts with like that one little, okay, we went from the couch and now we're camping at wherever, 20 miles from our home, wherever it may be, right? And then it just kind of builds and you kind of create more of a plan next time. But how do you think you went from, because you, you had mentioned earlier that overlanding is fairly new to you. Yeah. So how did you go from couch to first camping trip? really came down to every Monday night we have uh, a family night with my parents um, and we were you know COVID was happening and um, you know Overland something I had I have wanted to do for several years mm -hmm. uh, I haven't had the truck and my wife never really wanted to do it mm -hmm. along with not having a lot of uh, buddies in my area that really were into it either right. um, so you know it came down to okay you know I just didn't feel like it was ever right well I, you know I, we all talk like well what should we do you know because we wanted we wanted to have some type of vacation and, and get away from everything mm -hmm. and so we we're like oh we'll go camping we'll go out to eastern Oregon um, and, it, and it really did start from just wanting uh, a camping trip uh, but it's uh, like any adventure things went a little wrong and yeah. uh, we ended up just exploring we had gotten the tent and the rack and uh, we set off for uh, Bend area mm -hmm. and uh, started going out there and we, you know, we found a nice spot to camp the first night um, and uh, it was only you know a few nights we were out there but um, the next day we, we had planned to go to this one campground uh, yeah, maybe 20 minutes away from that first night. First night we were dispersed camp, there was nothing there mm -hmm. and uh, we ended up finding out that it was full and we had, we, you know, park ranger was like, well you could go. Oh, all over all these old our old forest roads to this campground and figure out where we were going and we ended up taking this one road that I don't know how they pulled a travel trailer through it but it was all rutted out and um, it, it was something <laughs> it was something else and I mean that was a short you know section maybe a mile real rutted road and um, you know and the, my truck did fine obviously and they, they did fine pulling it through there but it was it was it was some rough rough going and uh, but then we found ourselves just you know finding forest service roads and, and navigating our way you know by paper map through to this 
you know, remote BLM campsite. Um, and uh, we stayed there for a couple nights and, uh, you know, it was no cell service. We we're the only ones there for the first night and then one person showed up and camped across the park and couldn't really see it the second night. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then we, uh, me and my wife were like, well, that was fun. Let's go to the beach one weekend. So we went and camped a night down uh, at the beach. Took a longer trip out Eastern Oregon again, but more uh, Southeast and uh, went out to the Steens Mountains and just explored the desert out there. Oh, cool. Um, and that's when she was eight months pregnant. <laughs> so. so it sounds like you just needed to get out and mm -hmm. camp and it you just kind of got bit and you loved it and yeah just continued yeah and i think the the biggest thing is is going on a, a pretty regular camping trip that turned into a bit of an adventure yeah. because things weren't you know campgrounds were full that's all it took and uh it was enough to be like this was really fun <laughs> um this was really fun and we just wanted to keep doing it and so so we have and, uh I recall you saying you run between 10,000 and 11,000 pounds when you're fully loaded. Mm -hmm. What kind of fuel mileage are you getting on 37s? Uh, so on highway fuel mileage. On highway, uh, varies very, very weirdly enough, very much depending on where I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm driving up to Portland uh, from Medford, um, it gets. Uh, I'm doing a lot of mountain passes, so 15-ish. Okay. Uh, when we went out to Utah. I topped out around 17.9 miles mm. per gallon or so on the on the on the highways out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, going east from here, you don't end up with a lot of real big mountains you're going over. Right. And uh, just smaller stuff. And so, it did really well on 37s um, at almost 11,000 pounds. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the biggest contributing factors to a full size being a good option vehicle for overlanding mm. is that you can get a diesel motor. Yeah. I mean, I guess now the Jeeps come with a diesel, but you still don't have the payload capacity um, yeah. that you would have in a, in a larger truck. And I think the biggest difference is, well, okay, I don't have the clearances now that I would have in a Jeep, but if we put big enough tires and you put the right bumpers on mm -hmm. a truck, then your clearances are a lot better. So I personally wouldn't go with a long bed just because I like a little bit narrower stance. It's okay. I wouldn't go with a long bed if I was going to buy a truck right now either. Yeah. But, uh, but I love the idea of the diesel because, you know, if you want to jump from 8 to 10 miles per gallon in a gas truck versus 15 to 18 in a diesel, mm -hmm. and our trucks weigh about the same, I think I'm about a thousand pounds lighter than you, I mean, I'm sold on a diesel all day yeah. long with that. Yeah, and they have just tons of power. Right. You know, I, I haven't re-geared my truck. A lot of people don't re-gear going to 40s even. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's something I, I would... I do want to regear when I go to 40s, but it's not something I feel like I have to do before I do it. Right. Um, I'll probably just do a, a hydro assist and then put 40s on it. Well, Micah, I really appreciate you showing me your truck today. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys want to check him out, it's Oregon underscore trail at Instagram, and you can check out all of his build details there. And I'm going to go ahead and leave links down below so you can find his Instagram really easy. We're also going to leave links down below so you can find some of the equipment that he has on his truck for your vehicle. I'm Austin with Wolfpack Outdoors. I'll holler at you later.